Well, hello there. It is great to see you again, and welcome back to another installment of Your Money and a Cup of Joe. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff, and as always, we have the star of our show in Mr. Joe Kaleo, the Kaleo Wealth Management Group, joining us momentarily for another wealth management-related discussion, because, hey, that's that's what we do here on the show. We're taking those same strategies, conversations, and solutions that Joe is working with his clients on a regular basis with, and we're bringing them right here to you on this show. You know, we've talked a lot of, you know, we've had a lot of conversations here on past episodes about unique strategies and solutions, how they can be beneficial official uh, given your financial circumstances today we've got a really cool conversation carved out for you and to frame it up for us a little bit and you know kind of get us thinking at a high level here think about it we all have various personality traits right you know some of us are introverts some of us can be extroverts but did you know that you also have a you know a financial a, a a wealth personality if you will hear me out here and it can actually have a big impact on the way you go about managing your own finances and, and really looking at your financial goals as a whole. So today, that's what we're going to be examining. We're going to be examining what is your high net worth personality type and how can you best utilize your own personality type to help achieve those goals that you desire. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Joe on and get today's conversation rolling. Joe, good to see you. How are you doing today? Ryan, doing great. Cheers. Good to see you, bud. Glad to hey. be here. Always good to be with you, Joe. And and today we're talking about a pretty cool topic, this idea of knowing your high net worth personality type. Let's get right in here, Joe. Uh, and uh, for many of us that might be in the audience, this is probably a new concept that I just laid on you. So, Joe, let's have you start by talking about what do we really mean here by a high net worth personality? Yeah, let's go back to its origination, Ryan, and research started in the late 1990s. It moved forward with studies of thousands of high net worth investors and then professionals in the financial investment firms and industry have begun to utilize it and make sure that the studies have been accurate and they have. And as we go through this and unpack this today, I think people will begin to assimilate or associate with different descriptors that say, yeah, that does match me. And so let's unpack some of this today. Yeah, let's do it. So before and before we get into really some of the types that exist, Joe, I, I think it's worth calling attention to the fact, you know, we've talked about how important it is for a wealth manager to be aligned with their client, you know, on that personal level, you know, from a technical standpoint. But talk to us a little bit about how important it is really that an investor's attitudes and personality traits are similar to the professionals that they choose to work with. It's not absolute, but it is helpful. And especially if the advisor can get right and understand what it is that the person is going after. It is better if they are fully aligned, but it doesn't have to be if the advisor understands what, what the investor is coming from, right? So if you understand your own personality type and you understand what the investor wants to accomplish and how to accomplish it, you're much more likely to get what you want to accomplish in the end. Makes sense to me, Joe. So let's let's get in there. Let's unpack some of these. Tell us about a few specific high net worth personalities that you're you're seeing. What's our what's our menu of options look like? Well, let's start with the one that we see the most often. About forty percent of the time, those are family stewards. Family stewards are oftentimes entrepreneurs who are thinking about their family, not only their immediate family, but potentially even their kids, their grandkids, and even potentially several generations down the road. They don't spend much, 
but they're constantly thinking about numerous levels of family, possibly deep and possibly wide as well. That's the one we see most often. There are several others along the way, independence, folks that like what money does for them. They've got a vision of a lifestyle. They've got a vision for what they want to accomplish. They like the financial flexibility and the freedom that money gives them. And so independents are often one that we see. Folks that are just constantly out there looking for the next fun, potentially, or what it can do for them. Sure, sure. So so it seems to me like you got your family stewards really on one side, the independents almost on another, being you know, independent in what you want your financial goals to achieve for you independently versus an entire family, you know, deep and wide, like you just mentioned. Joe, let's get into some of the other personality types that exist, maybe some that are a little more niche here. Um, what are you seeing out there? Let's start with one, Ryan, that I see quite a bit, actually, uh, in some families, and that is the investment phobic, right? That might be the person that doesn't always understand investments, is afraid to ask, is afraid to really venture into the topic, might even hate to lose 50 cents more than make a buck, right? And we even see that possibly in couples where someone's a phobic and someone's a risk taker. The risk taker wants to make a buck. And so making sure that you're matching investments up to each investment personality type is important. And, and I'll, I'll talk more about that in a moment. But to continue going down the line of different descriptors or personality traits might be an accumulator. Someone that constantly wants to see the pile get bigger, lives below their means, right? But wants to have the financial security and the bigger the nest egg gets, the more secure they feel in their own worth and their own net worth along the way. So that's also important. There are the moguls and the VIPs, right? VIPs often associate with high status, want high names, very recognizable investments, things that really make them feel good and feel like they're on top, right? So there are those folks and those, those two have a little bit of an overlap in terms of their personality traits and the way they're going about their investing. Um, and there's also the gambler. And the gambler is somebody that might turn over their portfolio quite a bit, really is looking to be very charged, maybe high equity or high risk investments, wants to be contacted a lot. So someone that really feels like investing is true gambling. Yeah, a lot of different types to, to really look at here. I mean, not only just from the independent to the family stewards, but a lot of really, uh, you know, personality trait driven, you know, wealth personality types. So it's interesting how our, you know, the way we operate as human beings can also translate to a wealth personality. And Joe, now that you've rattled a few off to us and we're kind of seeing and understanding how, you know, these can come to fruition, could you help us kind of understand really, you know, how someone with some one of these high net worth, let's say maybe uh, the accumulator, you know, how it would serve them well to be working with a wealth manager who has a similar personality, maybe themselves? Sure. So as long as the advisor can help understand and attach investments to the style or the approach of the investor, it should be mission accomplished. You asked about the accumulator, right? One, if you're in a married couple scenario and one has one single account and another has a single account, the investments for one need to match their personality type. I'm thinking 
know, of a husband and wife scenario where one's the phobic and one is a risk taker accumulator. The accumulator will have more growth investments, whereas the phobic is likely to have more conservative investments, things that are less likely to be at risk or lose money as much. And then having an overall strategy for combined assets, for joint accounts, things of that nature. So you're pairing up the investments to the personality type that then matches the go forward because you want them to be able to sleep at night, but also to know that the investments match up to their overall goals. Roger that, Joe. And, and you know, naturally, somebody in our audience out there right now, they're thinking to themselves, well, what category do I fall into? Well, is there any sort of process really maybe of even questions that somebody could ask themselves on how they could really narrow down and figure out which high net worth personality they are if if in case let's say they're not able to just you know think of it right off the top of their head yeah there's two questions i would think ryan that we want to ask and the first is what would you like to achieve with your investments that's a very important question to ask yourself and write down your answer and then when you get that answer look back at the different types of personality traits and see what most aligns with your personality, right? So if you want to achieve something, do I want to have fun to go back to the independent or do I want to save and pass on to others, the family steward, right? So your answer is going to help you figure out where am I going with my money? What do I want to accomplish? How much do I want to save or spend? And so when you begin to see your answer and think through that, you're going to begin to understand your own personality type to then make sure you're getting what you want. The other part then is when you think about money, what concerns do you have? What are your needs or your feelings that come to mind? So if you're afraid of losing your money, if you're concerned about losing it, then you may be that investment phobic that we referenced a little while ago. If I want to make sure that I have more tomorrow than I do today, it may lead you to that accumulator that we've talked about. And if you don't have a concern, but you still have a need, right, then you may be a VIP or a mogul along the way. Because if you don't have a concern, you're willing to take that risk. That's that risk taker that we talked about, right? And so you begin to see, I want growth, but how do you want to accomplish that growth? And that becomes important as to the types of investments that you have. Does it turn into private equity or some other structured uh, product of some kind, right? It could be any number of things along the way that begin to look at how do you want to structure a portfolio? Yeah, I mean, I love those two questions. They make you search internally for sure, Joe. But I'll play devil's advocate here. What if somebody's asking themselves those questions and, they and they're starting to realize maybe they're not any of those personality types that you, you mentioned earlier? I would say you probably are, but you just weren't sure how to get there, right? So then let's go back and ask, how do you want to be involved in the investment process? Because everyone either does or doesn't. And if you don't want to be involved in the investment process, then we're going to take you back to the phobic because most times they're hands off. They just want to report. They want an overall summary and know that they're on target for their goals. If they want to be very hands-on, they're likely to be a VIP or a mogul somewhere along the way to constantly be updated about where they're going and potentially even the gambler. So you just need to know the right questions. And there are several questions to ask. And certainly your involvement is the first of two questions that we would ask in that regard. The second is then, how important is the confidentiality of your affairs? Now, mind you, 
that sounds like a dumb question at first because we've never met anybody that says broadcast what my investments are, right? But it's at what level of confidentiality. So let me explain. Everyone we meet with, we ask them that question and they often ask, well, what do you mean by that question? And so, for example, a family steward, if they're going to pass assets on either in, in large net worth or in a business or both, they recognize that planning of the transition of assets is important, but they often don't just lay it all on the table one full day. It takes time and the information is layered over time. So they understand that they want to share information, but even in layers, if it's to their next kids or the next generation of business leaders. And so that confidentiality has to be shared in a proper manner and method that they're comfortable with. And that confidentiality says, here's how, I, here's how I want to release it. Here's when and how much. Some people say, I don't want anyone ever to know anything about it, right? So it's important to understand the level of confidentiality and to whom and how. And so those are some of the questions we'll still ask and help our clients with to walk through the confidentiality of what they're doing. No, that's a great breakdown, Joe, because, yeah, confidentiality, we've discussed this in, in a few other past episodes about a handful of different topics. But when it comes to identifying a high net worth personality, boy, can it help you kind of identify exactly where you kind of align with yourself. Um, Joe, last last real question I have for you regarding these different high, high net worth personalities is. Is it possible for somebody to have multiple of the ones that you listed? You know, can they can they have an, a mixture, really, of being introverted and maybe extroverted with their finances? Very, very common. So let's go back to what we've been talking about, right? It's often common to have a family steward, say, in an accumulator at the same time, in the same person, right? So you may have two or three or four different personality traits at various degrees along the way right? Some people may be a family steward and a phobic, and some people may be a family steward and a risk taker, more like a VIP, but they still want to have various buckets with various strategies. And so it's important to not only understand, as we've talked about in other podcasts, it's, it's important to understand not only what they want to accomplish with their overall goal, but what they want to accomplish with each bucket of the goal. Right. So understanding that part of the process and understanding what the client's wishes are, either for themselves or for someone else, timelines and structure become an important part of the journey. And understanding that human element, another aspect of something we've talked about before, becomes paramount to matching up the strategies with their goal. Joe, I love this conversation. It really does get us thinking differently about the way we look at finances. You know, it makes us look inward and then it again makes us consider our own relationship with our own financial portfolio. So Joe, for those out in our audience today that are, maybe this is the first time they had heard about this. Maybe they did already know either way. And maybe they're, maybe they're interested in reaching out to you and your team just to talk a little bit more about their own circumstances, maybe how their personality aligns with their circumstances excuse me, circumstances, or maybe they just want to get in line with it. They think they're an accumulator, but they're not taking the actions to be one. So how would you say is the best method they could go ahead and reach out to you and your team to just open up a dialogue and, and get themselves on the same page with their own high net worth personality? Yeah, Ryan, I, we would offer them a, a free consultation, have a, send us an email or give us a phone call. And we'll share that with you here at the end. But 
it's a great way to just have a few minutes of conversation. Let's understand to give them a second opinion if they'd like on what they're doing and how they're doing it. And then begin to say, okay, if this is your personality type and this is the way it's structured, we might recommend this or that, or it looks perfectly fine. We may not be the right fit. You might be on the right course all the way around, but it's a way for them to then all of a sudden begin to think, okay, there can be a better way. Somebody really does understand me, and we're happy to have that conversation with them. All righty. Awesome, Joe. Well, hey, look, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us. I know you're a busy guy. you got a lot of clients to serve. But, again, thank you for being here, and uh, looking forward to being back with you on the next one, Joe. Ryan, thanks. See you soon. All righty. Thanks, Joe. And hey, look, as always, we would take one final moment and thank you guys, our audience, for jumping aboard and being a part of the conversation today. If you took anything away from it, maybe you were considering your own high net worth personality throughout the course of the show. Do us a favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the show, whichever platform you're checking us out on today. And of course, share this, uh, you know, this information with friends, family, you know, business owners, anybody that you think would benefit from these types of conversations on this show. I said it at the top of the show. I'll say it again. We're we're bringing the same types of strategies, conversations, solutions that Joe is working with his clients on at the Kaleo Wealth Management Group, and we're bringing them right here to you on this show. We've got some great topics queued up for some future episodes, and we would hate to have you miss out on any of those great discussions. So for Joe Kaleo, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're going to go ahead and say so long, but we thank you one final time for being with us here on Your Money and a Cup of Joe. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. The views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Financial Services Incorporated. UBS Financial Services Incorporated does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information presented. This material is made available for use by CEG. Neither UBS Financial Services Incorporated nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services Incorporated is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, member SIPC. Joe Kaleo at Kaleo Wealth Management Group, UBS Financial Services Incorporated. Office address 200 West Highway 6, Suite 400 in Waco, Texas, 76712.